Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And good afternoon. Welcome to Calvary Live. Jason Vanderveer here with you. Looking forward to the next hour, taking your calls and questions about the Bible and about Christianity, your prayer requests uh, especially as well. You heard the number there, but in case you didn't get a chance to note it uh, or you don't already uh, know it uh, by heart, 303-690-3000. That's the number to call if you want to join us on the air. No matter where you're listening, 303-690-3000. If you'd like to text, there's a different number for that. It's 720-336-0897. is the text line. Uh, do me a favor. If you do text, just give me a short one-sentence text of your prayer request or your question, and we'll do our best to uh, answer as many of those uh, as we can as well. Welcome to all of you listening uh, on Grace FM in Colorado and Wyoming, and of course, all of our Truth FM listeners in Kentucky, North Carolina, and Tennessee, and those of you listening on Hope FM in Maryland, uh, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. So glad to have all of you tuned in to Calvary Live here. I'm Jason Vandeveer. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. I'm going to be your host for the next hour, and I'm looking forward to that, looking forward to your questions. Again, 303-690-3000, the number to call. Uh, good time to call right now. Things sometimes uh, can back up a little bit later on in the program, and the waits uh, can be a little bit longer uh, to get through. But uh, generally speaking, at the beginning of the program, we have a situation like we do now where all of our lines are open and we can get you through and get you on the air. So love to have you do that. Uh, while you are uh, jotting down the number or punching the number into your phone, I uh, want to mention to those of you in the Parker, Colorado area, invite, I want to invite you actually to join us at Calvary Chapel Parker. The next opportunity you'll have to do that will be this evening at 7 p.m. Uh, we're in the heart of Parker. You can get directions at calvarychapelparker.com, calvarychapelparker.com. We're continuing actually in 2 Kings chapters 16 and 17 tonight, uh, a message uh, titled Carried Away. Uh, where we see the fall of the northern kingdom, that section dealing, uh, well, uh, well before that, with the divided kingdom uh, of Israel and Judah. We see finally in 722 B.C. the fall of the northern kingdom. We'll see some interesting characters. Ahaz, uh, king in uh, Judah at that time, uh, Hosea and the fall of the northern kingdom, uh, we'll get into uh, Syria, who features prominently Syria as well, and some other fascinating things. The Samaritans, the origin of the Samaritans, uh, that comes up as well in this passage here tonight. We're really excited about that. Going to have a great time of worship and study of the Word of God this evening, 7 p.m. at Calvary Chapel Parker. And then uh, we've got our youth group and children's ministry and all that other uh, stuff that you uh, typically uh, might be interested in available tonight as well. And then you'll have another opportunity to join us this weekend. Uh, We just began on Sundays the book of Psalms. Uh, We'll be in the second Psalm 
this weekend. If you want to catch our last message, the first message actually on Psalm 1, uh, A Godly Life is the title of that. You can go to calvarychapelparker.com and you can watch or listen or download that message, stream it at your convenience. You can actually listen to all of our messages through the entire Bible or watch them uh, at calvarychapelparker.com. There's no uh, strings, no fees, no registration or anything of that nature. You can just go there and watch them, pick a book, uh, or you can register for the podcast and get all of the current studies uh, delivered to you automatically, whatever works best for you. And uh, we also have uh, available there our In the Word Daily Devotional uh, that you can uh, purchase and download. I think it's a couple of dollars or something like that, and that'll take you through the Bible uh, and uh, provide daily devotions for you uh, for a year. And uh, actually, you receive that in electronic book format. So a lot of different great resources there available for you at calvarychapelparker.com. Once again, I'm Jason Vandiver, pastor of Calvary Chapel Parker, here with you on Calvary Live, 303-690-3000, the number to call. Let's go to Nathan in Castle Rock. Nathan, welcome. Hey, how's it going, Pastor? Good, how are you? Oh, I'm doing good, struggling a little bit, but what, hopefully you could help me out with that. <laughs> sure, what's going on? Um, so basically, to, to sum up the question is, or not really a question, question slash prayer request is, how do I... Um, lead my family. Um, so I, I, you know, I'm younger guy, 21. I got little son who turns one this weekend and I got my wife and I'm trying to be the man of the household and lead them through Christ and lead my family through, you know, through, through the word. However, the issue that I keep having is, and it, it, it's an internal issue that I feel like it, it should be easy to fix, but I don't know how. So okay. I keep doing the exact same thing that I fight myself not to do every day. Um, I, it, it's, and it's a simple thing to fix, I would think, but for some reason I keep struggling with it. I pray every night to, to wake up and that temptation just to be gone and no more, you know, so I can just move on. And um, the last pastor I asked, Pastor Ed Taylor, told me, he's like, well, Nathan, you just got to get in the Scripture. You got to start reading and reading and reading. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at, and I'm just kind of stuck. Yeah, and so uh, I didn't catch. So, so what is the issue that you're having, though? Uh, so I mean, it, it might be. I mean, it's kind of. I mean, simply, not really. I guess I don't know. I uh, the issue I have is that uh, marijuana is, okay. is hugely influenced into my life. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, no, I and I appreciate you. You know, being honest about that and and and, and open about it. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, what Ed said is you know it, it is obviously true um and the the issue that you're going to have is, as long as you have something you know like that that is you know has a prominent place in your life and is you know something that is not glorifying to the lord it, it, it's going to get in the way of everything else that you want to do you know and, and so you know it's kind of it, it can become one of those high places uh, i i just uh I mentioned, uh, you probably heard, but we're going through Second Kings right now, and the message from last week actually was a message called um, The High Places. And one of the things that distinguished in Israel, um, particularly in, in Judah, there were no good kings in, at the time of the divided kingdom in the north. There were some in the south, but some were good and then some were bad, and, and then some were great. 
But the difference between those, one of the main differences between those who are good and those who are great were um, some of them still tolerated these high places, these places of non-sanctioned worship of God. And, and, and or, you know, just, uh, uh, and, and it doesn't have to be worship, but, but a lot of times there can be these things in our lives, these, these high places that we never really deal with. And it's not like you're not a, a, a believer in the Lord, but you've got these things that is something that's keeping you from truly being great uh, in, and, and victorious in your relationship with the Lord. And so it, it, it's important for us as believers to identify those things and to deal with them. And, you know, in Ephesians chapter 5, um, this, this has bearing not only on being a leader in your home, but uh, also on on dealing with these these types of things, um, Paul talks about the the washing of the water of the word, and and that's exactly what I think Ed was talking about with you as well. Is is that you know the 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 victory uh, over these things is is through the word of God. But I can give you another additional uh, uh, recommendation um, when we're dealing particularly with matters of the flesh. Um, the flesh has to to learn that it's. Um, that it's not in, in, in the first place. Ideally, the flesh needs to die. And, and the, you know, it's been said this way that, that you know, there's, there's two dogs living in your yard, and whichever one you feed, that, that one's going to be dominant. That one's going to rule the yard. And so you, know, you have, as Paul talks about in Romans 7, you have this battle between the flesh uh, and the spirit, between the old man and, and the new man. And one of the ways that you can really kind of deal with the old man is through fasting and prayer. And so, you know, I would, I would 100% agree that getting into the Word of God is, is going to be key. And wa- the washing of the water of the Word is going to be key not only to being a leader in your home, um, but in order to do that most effectively in dealing, as I said, with these high places, uh, I would also recommend fasting and prayer. And, and, I, and maybe it's a, a, a day a week uh, for you. Maybe it's once a month that you're going to do that. Um, you know, that's between you and the Lord to determine that interval. And, and you may ask others, uh, y- your wife or other people that you trust, uh, that you can share, you know, what you're going through uh, to pray for you and even to consider fasting and praying for you as well. What happens when we fast is is that uh, the reason fasting is coupled with prayer is is because you know there's not really much advantage to just not eating. There needs to be a spiritual uh, component on the other side of it, or a spiritual connection with that. And when your body begins to learn, hey, I'm not getting all the meals that I'm you know I'm used to getting, and and it, it begins to take a, a a lower position, a lesser place, and a place of less control. And then you begin to feed the spiritual man through prayer, and something happens not only to your prayers in 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 that scenario, um, but also to some of the things that that you might be dealing with. And Jesus pointed out uh, when the disciples struggled to to cast out a demon, he said, "This kind only comes out." Through, through fasting and through prayer. And there are some situations um, that require a different level uh, of uh, commitment and approach to God. And so that, that would be my encouragement to you as well. Okay. That sounds, yeah, that sounds like a good, a good yeah. starting place. Yeah. You know, praying, praying, fasting, getting into the Word. I can tell you this. If you, if you take that approach, God is going to work through that. And, and you're going to find victory uh, not just... In, in this area, but any area of life as you go forward. Uh, and you and you say fasting. You mean strictly with like like you just said through 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 food? Yes. 
Yeah, yeah. So when I, when I tip, I mean, people fast from other things, but but typically fasting in the scripture and and the most effective form of fasting involves, um, you know, fasting from food. So what you would do is, you know, what I would recommend is, uh, as long as you know you're in in good health and you don't have uh, a condition where fasting is going to be a problem for you. Some people, um, you know, do may have blood sugar issues or things like that, and fasting could be a problem. So if somebody thinks that that's the case, they maybe want to talk to their doctor first. But but assuming you're, you know, you're 21, if I if, if I heard you right, and you're probably a reasonably healthy young guy, and so, um, you know, assuming you're healthy, you know, you can uh, you can fast uh, for a day just drinking water, and you'll be just fine. Uh, as you do it, uh, you know, you're going to find that it's more difficult at first, but, but if it's something that becomes a regular part of your life, um, you may, may even find that you fast for longer periods of time and, and, and it's not as much of an is issue as the first time you tried it. But, but again, as you're fasting, I would choose a day that, that you do have some time also to pray. So if you have a particularly busy day at, at work or something like that, and you're not going to have time, you know, to pray, then maybe that's not, not the best day. Maybe you pick another day. And, and so maybe you do a 12 hour fast, maybe you do a 24 hour fast. That's really entirely, you know, up to you. But, uh, but I would recommend you start with something like that and, and just take that time uh, to pray specifically, you know, about the marijuana issue, but, but it doesn't have to just be about that. It, you can be praying about anything. Right. Okay. Awesome. Okay. That sounds like a, a great starting place. I have one more quick question for you if you have time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so one more quick question. So they, uh, another thing that I've ran into, so, um, and it's I'm, something I'm starting to get better at, um, is being humble, meaning like through, through all the uh, stuff and accolades I have, like, um, so I, I mean, I'm pretty successful for my age and everything I'm doing and, and the work industry wise, right? Mm -hmm. the, ish, the, the thing that my mom told me is you need to slow down, be humble, be grateful where, where you're at. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's something with if it's a spiritual thing or anything in the scripture or anything like that, or if this is just something that, you know, you're not going to be able to help with, is how do I slow down and be happy and in the moment with where I'm at and not like, oh, I need to get this new car. Oh, we need to get the bigger house now. We, you know, like we have the house, we need the bigger one. And how, how is that, how do I yeah. come over that? Is that... Well, you know, a phrase kind of comes to my mi mind. Uh, there's a book actually out. I forget who the author is. It's called Enough. It's, that's the title. It's one word. It's called Enough. You can Google it and check it out. Um, maybe uh, that's something that, that you'll want to uh, pick up and read. But, uh, uh, but the, uh, you know, I, I, I think one of the things that, that uh, is helpful in that regard is, is that, um, as Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, he talked about seeking first the kingdom of God. And, you know, we can we can get pretty caught up in the car and the house and the hobbies and, and, and everything else. But, you know, uh, typically just a simple uh, life that is enough where you're focused on the Lord, um, that's going to be your best bet. And, and, and sometimes it comes through... Uh, trial and error, where you you achieve these things and you realize that they don't really satisfy you, and hopefully you get to get to the place uh, sooner than later. Uh, hopefully uh, sooner than 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 a lot of people do, uh, where you realize, hey, I don't want to chase after that anymore. You know that, that 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 it's not really worth it to me. But I would say that that's something also that you you know as you're as you're fasting and praying uh, that you can incorporate because there's not a magic bullet, there's not a magic answer where suddenly you know you'll just say up. Oh, 
you know, you turn that that off. Um, that's just more of, of, of the world and, and the flesh and the desires that, um, that we unfortunately, uh, most of us, naturally come by. And so as you're fasting and praying, you know, I would just uh, uh, bring that before the Lord too. Lord, help me be content. You know, help me to be content with what I have. Uh, help me to work hard and, and to seek you, uh, but not to be constantly chasing the next thing. Huh. Sounds nice. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, let me pray for you. I think uh, both of those uh, are, are great things to um, to lift up uh, for you. For actually. Father, I just thank you for Nathan. I just pray that you'd be with him. I pray that you'd strengthen him and direct him as he goes forward. Speak to him powerfully as he gets into your word, as he, as he fasts and as he prays. Lord, may he find victory in you uh, over these areas and all areas. Uh, Lord, going forward, I just pray for uh, just deliverance uh, from uh, from the, the substance. Uh, Lord, I pray uh, for uh, uh, just a, a, a peace in his heart uh, uh, that he no longer feels compelled to to go after uh, something, but but you and uh, serving you and, and, and his family and, and, and pursuing uh, you and the things of you and righteousness. Lord, we pray that uh, that what he has uh, will be enough. And Lord, we just pray for a greater peace um, and, and, and just a, a, a tremendous depth uh, in his relationship with you and victory. Lord, we just pray that you'd move powerfully in him, uh, not by his own strength, uh, Lord, but that he would lean on you and find strength in your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Awesome. Thank you so much, Pastor. I really appreciate hey, your time. Yeah, you bet. And, uh, you know, give us a call back. I'd, I'd love to just hear an update and hear how things are going for you. Definitely. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yep. God bless you, Nathan. You as well. Thank you. Bye. 303-690-3000. Jason Vanderveer here on Calvary Live. Let's go to Julia, who's been waiting patiently in Platteville, Colorado. Julia, welcome to the program. Thank you. How are you? I'm, I'm well, considering what I'm going to want to pray for in a minute, you, you'll learn. Okay. What's going on? Um, but first, I have a question, please. Uh-huh. I, I was reading Numbers 11.25 today, mm-hmm. and it talked about the Spirit, and the Spirit was a capital S. Now, mm-hmm. this is in the Old Testament. Is right. this the Holy Spirit of the Trinity appearing? Indeed, yeah. So so what we see is the, the Holy Spirit um, is in existence eternally. Um, right. When when we understand the the uh, nature of God, we we understand that there is one God eternally existent in three persons: Father, Son, yep. and Holy Spirit. And so we see manifestations not just of the Father in the Old Testament, but of the Son, and also right. of the whole of the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit, uh, Jesus, uh, it, he wasn't given. Uh, to believers in the sense that he is today until after uh, Jesus Christ's death and resurrection. Um, right. But he was still actively involved in, in the lives of God's people, um, particularly as we see in the Old Testament in the affairs of the nation of Israel. And that's where I'm at, yeah. yeah. Okay. Exactly. Well, so, you. yeah. Yeah, you bet. And, and so it's an interesting study as you go through, and I would encourage you, encourage you to kind of just note this with that information in mind just note as you're going through the old testament how the spirit is is working in the lives of individuals uh as opposed to to the difference uh, and the advantage really that we have today in terms of how the holy spirit indwells us and empowers us right okay yeah i've okay. heard of christoph is that right christophanies 
yep, in yep. the Old Testament, but this is the first one I run across that was the Spirit. Yeah, so, so Christophany, of course, is, a, is an Old Testament appearance of Christ, and right. uh, every time you see the angel of the Lord, for example, you're seeing a Christophany. So, oh, really? That I didn't yes, know. Okay. Yes. So, so every time you're seeing the angel of the Lord, he, he is the messenger uh, of the Lord. Angel, uh, that word just meaning messenger. And so, uh, uh, yeah, every time uh, you see that, it's pretty fascinating. And that's one of the reasons why uh, we see uh, the uh, appearances of the angel of the Lord ceasing with the incarnation of Christ. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so these are fascinating, uh, fascinating subjects. Uh, yeah. We could, we could, we could have a lot of fun with them. What, what else is on your mind? Well, my husband was in a head-on automobile accident at the end of April. Okay. Unfortunately, he broke his neck, and tomorrow he's going in for surgery. And I would just like to lift him up and, you know, pray that everything goes right. Absolutely. What's his first name? Jeff. Jeff. Let's let's uh, Julie. Let's pray for Jeff now. Uh, Father, we do uh, just lift up Jeff to you, and um, we just pray that uh, that you would be with him even tonight as you're preparing him for tomorrow. That he would uh, rest well. That his body would be prepared and strengthened for what is ahead. Uh, Lord, I, I pray for uh, complete healing, if that's your will. I, I pray that you would uh, give his doctors rest and skill and clarity and wisdom and all of those caring for him, the anesthesiologist and the nurses and, and uh, everybody uh, who will handle his recovery. And, and Lord, we just pray uh, um, for healing from, from this accident. And Lord, we just pray also um, that this difficulty, this, this trial, uh, that there would be, uh, it wouldn't be wasted in any way. And, and, and Lord, uh, what we mean is, is that we desire for, for growth. And I pray for great growth in Jeff and Julia's life as a result of this, Lord, that, um, that those things that you're seeking to do uh, in their relationship with you and, and, and you've allowed these things uh, to happen, Lord, for a purpose, uh, because you're wise, Lord. We pray that you would accomplish those things in them. Uh, but, Lord, uh, uh, sincerely, we just pray uh, for just comfort and for healing and for a touch and, and that you would be with them every step of the way. And, and bless Julia as she's, as she's waiting on the, the results of this. And, and, and no doubt she's going to be uh, uh, perhaps nervous and, and, and uh, uh, with some anxiety or anticipation or whatever, Lord, I pray that you'd alleviate that. And, and Lord, that you would just give her a calm and a peace and a trust in you. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You bet. You bet. So what time is the procedure tomorrow, the surgery? 5 a.m. downtown Denver. Okay, well, drive safe, <laughs> drive safely, and I and I imagine you'll be getting there early to for your pre-op and everything, and uh, we're yeah. just praying, praying that everything goes well for you and Jeff tomorrow. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, God bless you, you a, Julia. Thank you. God bless you, too. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000, Jason here on Calvary Live. Let's go to Andrew in New Jersey. Andrew, welcome. Hey. How are you? Good. What's on your mind? Um, well, I have a question. I, I'm studying with this Melkite, uh, a Messianic Jew. Okay. Uh, well, calls himself a Messianic Jew, and uh, he came up with a really good question to me. He said that there is only two peoples in God, 
um, referring back to the, I think, the Trinity. Mm-hmm. And that the Trinity, I guess, three people is a made-up thing from Christians. And he told me, where in the Bible could I explain that there's three people? And I, I told him, you know, in the beginning in Genesis, um, God was referring to us. Uh, so that would be God and then the Holy Spirit, and then Jesus came out later. And he was telling me that, you know, Jesus was already, I guess, created, um, I guess, first. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be the us before God came down to earth. And then he also told me, you know, you know, like, how can I prove that there was, you know, this three people? And I just don't know exactly every page of, like, where to look or how to explain, you know, the, you know, God, you know, the Holy Spirit, and then Jesus Christ. Like, I mean, they're all God. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely three. And, you know, you could see it, like, in the Bible. I, mean, I was looking on YouTube videos, some things, and they came up with a bunch of scriptures. And I showed him a video, and he was like, oh, you know, that's what that Christian believes. Yeah. And I just don't know how else to explain it to him. I just want to make sure I'm not crazy if what the guy in the YouTube video is actually, you know, like, true, like, some verses that I could pull up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So so he, he, here's the issue. Um, unfortunately, you know, um, People can say all kinds of things, but but sometimes they reveal uh, not you. I'm talking yeah. about the individual that you're talking about. They they yeah. reveal their their lack. Yeah, they reveal their lack of of study sometimes uh, when they speak, and the Bible not only reveals uh, that God is is that there's a plurality in the Godhead, but but also that there are three distinct persons uh, in the Godhead, thus a, uh, a, a trinity. Here's how we would put it. I mentioned it to a previous caller, that there is one God eternally existent in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So not one God with three personalities, but one God with three distinct persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, none of those personages were created uh, they're eternally existent. So, in other words, there there wasn't the uh, you mentioned you know the creation of Jesus that is that is in, in, incorrect. Jesus was not created. John chapter one verse one says, "In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. He was in the beginning with God. And not only was he not created, but all things John says were created through him. So Jesus is the Creator." see the same thing in Colossians chapter 1. It says that uh, he is the uh, preeminent one, that in all things he may have uh, the preeminence. And so uh, the idea there, when it talks about uh, uh, in Colossians chapter 1, uh, a lot of times people go to that to try to say that Jesus was uh, a created being, but but the uh, the word there has the idea of uh, the prototokos in the Greek has the idea of the preeminent one, uh, not a created one, and so or a created being. And so, uh, but we see throughout the Old Testament in Deuteronomy six four, what is known as the Shema: "Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one." Uh, Shema Israel, uh, Yahweh Elohim. 
Yahweh Echad. Uh, what that means is, is that uh, the Elohim, which you mentioned from Genesis chapter 1, it's a very interesting word because Elohim is a, is a uh, plural form of God, but it's always associated with a singular verb. Uh, so it's both singular and plural, which perfectly speaks of the uh, triune nature of God. And so, uh, you know, you have one God, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4, 1 Corinthians 8, verse 4. Um, there's a lot of passages that deal with one God. Then you have three distinct persons. Uh, I mentioned Genesis 1, 1, and uh, 26, um, Isaiah chapter 6, uh, verse 8. Uh, then we see the Son in Isaiah chapter 48, verse 16, uh, and in chapter 61, verse 1, and we see the various members of the Trinity actually distinguish from one another uh, in places like uh, uh, Genesis 19, verse 24, and Psalm 2, verse 7. So uh, we're coming up on a break here, uh, but I want to talk more about this uh, with you, Andrew, so stick with me. And uh, folks, uh, we'll be right back right after this break here uh, on Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And welcome back. Jason Vanderveer here with you on Calvary Live. Before we went to that break, uh, we were talking to Andrew from New Jersey about, um, about the Trinity and of course, uh, the Bible is replete with uh, with examples uh, of the triune nature of God. Um, Andrew, I would say that you know if you're dealing with a Messianic Jew, um, you know one issue would be: d- does this in- individual acknowledge the New Testament, or 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 where is he coming from? That that's the thing. Like, I've been studying with him for a while, and at first. He was coming up with some bizarre things. I mean, there's more than just one Messianic Jew that I'm talking to in this class. It's like okay. a good amount of people. Okay, gotcha. And, I mean, yeah. he believes in Jesus. Uh, he believes in the New Testament. But he also says, like, you know, there's a lot of things that Christians come up with. And I'm just trying to figure out what he means, you know. Like, I'm like, you know, if, yeah. if you're... A, a Messianic Jew, you're a Jew that became a Christian that believes in Jesus Christ. Well, yeah, and, and sometimes there's a distinction between Messianic and completed Jew. Um, you know, sometimes there, you know, the, and there shouldn't be, but but there is. So you got to kind of figure out exactly what they're believing in terms of Jesus Christ, and you know, and and do they consider themselves Christians or whatnot? But but I, I'm going to make it really simple because sometimes a conversation on the radio we can make it really complicated, and then you know you're not going to be able to use what we're talking about. But as I mentioned, in you know whether you start in Genesis one one or whether you go to Genesis one two, where you see God in one one, and then you see the Spirit. Uh, in Genesis 1-2, but a great place to go is, I mentioned Isaiah 48-16, but also Isaiah 61-1, where it's fascinating because the Son is speaking there, making reference to the Father and the Holy Spirit. So, you know, I mean, you have it all right there in in those passages, Isaiah 
48.16 and 61.1. So I asked about the New Testament because while, you know, it'd be interesting to have a discussion because that opens up a whole other section of the Bible. But the fact is, is you don't even need the New Testament to show the triune nature of God. And for someone to say that God is at most two uh, is, is ignorant of the fact that we see the Son uh, throughout uh, the scripture, we see the spirit, uh, as I was talking with a previous caller throughout scripture. And of course, we see God the Father uh, throughout the scripture. Yeah. Okay. All right. So hopefully that, you know, hopefully that uh, that helps you a little bit. But like I said, Isaiah 48, 16, 61, 1, uh, you know, Jesus, uh, when he quoted uh, David, uh, where in in the Psalms where he said the Lord said to my Lord sit at my right hand till I make uh, your enemies uh, your footstool well uh, you know who was David calling Lord he was calling the the Messiah Lord and uh, the father was of course uh, speaking to the son in that instance uh, in uh, in the Psalms. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a fascinating discussion. Uh, unfortunately, you're going to run across a lot of people uh, that are just going to say things and they're going to hope that you're uneducated on the subject and so that they can, you know, uh, perhaps, uh, uh, you know, sway you one way or another. But, but the reality is, is they're woefully uh, unequipped to have this discussion because they're you know their their information is just so uh, just so incorrect. Yeah, I'm gonna read that passage. Yeah, so you know, take a look at those passages in Isaiah, and uh, um, you know, and uh, let me see if I can track down. Uh, I'm trying to find the the one in the Psalms too, but uh, uh, Psalm 110, verse one. Uh, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Of course, Jesus quoted that in Matthew 22. It's also in Mark and Luke 12 and uh, chapter 12 of Mark and Luke chapter 20. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yeah, you bet, Andrew. And uh, thanks for, for calling. I appreciate it. It's a great, uh, great discussion to have. Yeah, no problem. I usually listen to the radio station 89.7, but uh, I came up. Here uh, working, and I, I heard you guys. You guys had a question, <laughs> and I was, you know, I have a really good question because I don't know how to answer, and you still waiting for my answer because you didn't like my last answer. Yeah. And, uh, well, so. listen, I've I've had uh, some different discussions with uh, some Jewish rabbis and and things like that, and and sometimes you know when you give them a good an- you know you've given them a good answer when they uh, they start to get a little bit irritated. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I've found. If they if they start to get irritated with me, uh, you know, then I know I've I've kind of hit a nerve. And uh, you know, of course, uh, you got Isaiah chapter fifty three as well, which deals with the suffering of the son. I've yet to find a, a, a rabbi that can adequately deal with uh, Isaiah fifty three. Okay, so God bless you, Andrew, and uh, thanks for uh, giving us a call. Uh, safe travels there in in New Jersey. Folks, you're listening to Calvary Live with Jason Vandiver. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number. If you want to call and join me on the program, I'd love to have you do so. Um, if you prefer to text, you can do so at 
972-336-0897. I want to invite you out to join me uh, this evening at Calvary Chapel Parker. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, continuing our study uh, in the book of 2 Kings, chapters 16 and 17, as we look at the fall of the northern kingdom. We'll look at uh, King Ahaz uh, in Judah and uh, we'll uh, uh, also look at the origin of the Samaritans and the Samaritan religion, which features so prominently in the New Testament. A lot of interesting things uh, come up in our section tonight. You can join us 7 o'clock, children's ministry, youth ministry, worship, all happening at Calvary Chapel Parker. You can get directions, calvarychapelparker.com, or you can join us this weekend as we continue in the Psalms. We'll be in the second psalm, just uh, beginning the psalms this past week. Uh, we'll be in the second psalm this Sunday. You can join us at 9 or 10.45 a.m. Uh, for worship and study of the Word of God uh, this Sunday morning. And, of course, as I mentioned, all kinds of resources for you at Calvary Chapel Parker. Dot com have a text message here for someone responding to uh, Nathan's uh, call earlier regarding marijuana and uh, some practical steps. Uh, you know, the text, uh, the person texting talks about getting rid of the marijuana and not keeping it around uh, and to separate from others who are using uh, at least until they've broken the habit and, and all very good advice. Uh, from uh, from this individual who's texting. So uh, we really appreciate them sending that in. It's great advice. You know, it's tough to uh, continue in a bad habit if, if it's not available to you. Uh, so if you don't have it in the house, and also uh, if you're not uh, in the same circles where you're being influenced uh, by those who are, are doing it as well. And so uh, great advice there. Let's go to Jennifer in Arvada. Uh, Jennifer, welcome to the program. Hi, um, I was just going to ask about um, an interesting approach that I had at the store. Yeah. A young lady um, approached me and asked me if I knew about our mother God. Okay. And I said, well, I've never heard of that. Right. And then she goes, well, have you read the scripture? And she was carrying her Bible around, yeah. and she took me to a couple of scriptures on in Revelation and a couple in, like, I believe— Corinthians, and I've just never heard of such a church that is advocating for a mother God out of our out of our scripture. That was just a little. Yeah, I don't know what uh, without seeing them before me. What uh, passages uh, that 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 you're referring to? Because always when um, when God is referred to in the scriptures, uh, um, He's referred to in a masculine sense. So uh, I don't know if they are using some sort of aberrant translation uh, or if there's some passage that I'm just not thinking of uh, that, uh, you know, in, in some sort of uh, poetic sense, um, you know, they're, well, they're, they're referring to, to God in, in some feminine way. But I can't even think of that. Um, God actually is spirit. So in John 4, 24, it, it's not even really a matter of male and female it says that God is spirit, and we must worship in spirit and in truth. She was talking. She um, quoted um, a passage where Jerusalem is referred to as our mother, um, and probably talking about the New Jerusalem in Revelation twenty-one. But but 
the New Jerusalem is not God, so... Right. Yeah. So uh, it seems to me like there... And then there's another passage where um, the... Um, there was a mention about, um, let's go meet the bride. And so right. it, it the, seems like the some of, selective passage is just taken out of context to me. Yeah, exactly. Because, see, there's two places a bride is referred to, both in that passage uh, of the New Jerusalem and also of the church, but never of God. And so... so uh, the bride of Christ being the church, and also uh, there's a reference there, uh, like I said, if I remember correctly, of the New Jerusalem referred to as a bride uh, coming down. Uh, but never never is God referred to. Uh, but, you know, because uh, um, like I said, we go back to it. God is, God is, a, is, is spirit. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes um, Scripture assigns human characteristics to God in order um, for man to understand. But even when it does that, it always does it. It, it always does so in, in a masculine sense, both of God right. and, and the angels. So, so you know. But this is a uh, this this uh, is not really, unfortunately, anything new. Um, we've seen it uh, in you know some some other false religions. Uh, want to paint God in a in a feminine sense, and uh, even the the book and the movie The Shack uh, sought to do that, and that was one of the issues uh, uh, that I took. Uh, not the not the most significant, but one of the issues that I took in my uh, critique of that uh, uh, book by William Paul Young. So oh. um, yeah, so so, but uh, that's it's just I, I think you can stand firmly on that. Well, you know. Uh, first of all, John four twenty four, God is spirit. But second of all, when God is referred to uh, in, in, in uh, anthropomorphic terms, he's always referred to as a male. Right. I yeah. also um, reminded her that when Jesus prayed to the Father, he never said mother. Right, exactly. Let this <laughs> come yeah. uh, pass for me. Yeah. And I said, I, I said there is an order, and it, it, the order must be maintained. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That is the order the Bible dictates. And she goes, uh, she was, um, there is a, a section of Genesis where there is like a summary of the creation. Mm-hmm. And it says, the order, this is the order of the creation. Mm-hmm. And it just gives like a, like a, like a brief summary of um, what was, how, yeah. The different beings were created, yep. and because she was because men and women were created the same day, and I said, um, I don't think it necessarily says that. I said, but regardless of whether they were created the same day, man was created first yeah. because there is an order. And so, um, anyway, it was a very interesting um, conversation and. Um, in very interesting movement because it was a very aggressive kind of like, well, let's yeah. go to the Bible. And she pulled she pulled an NIV out of her backpack. Yeah. And all and all these passages were like highlighted and stuff. And I'm thinking, yeah. well, you can't take those out of context because, as a matter of fact, in one of those where it talks about uh, the mother of Jerusalem, she goes, "Do you think John was lying about this?" I said, no, but I think that you cannot just isolate a few words and make well, them say anything. Well, even then, uh, because 
Jerusalem, the new Jerusalem, is referred to in a feminine sense, again, that's not God. That, that, that doesn't mean that God is somehow now feminine. Uh, it, it's just a misunderstanding and a misreading completely of that passage, you know. So, so, but people will do these things. I guess my question to someone like that would be, so, so what is the significance? Why is this important to you? In, in yeah. other words, you know, and, and that, would, that, that would be very interesting to me, the answer to that question. Right. You know, so, so what is so 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 what is w why is this something that you know is the first thing that you're going to bring up? <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like because when I go to when I go to talk to somebody about the gospel, the first thing I'm I'm bringing up is not that that God is referred to oftentimes in in masculine terms. That, right. That's that's but, you know that that's not even you know uh, I'm I'm you know I'm not even dealing with that. Uh, you know, right. there's more, way more important issues. So, so for them, why is that so important to them? That that'd be a fascinating right. conversation. Yeah. So, um, what I posed to her was like, you know, I think that what's happening here is that we're trying to put in question really the character of God, yeah. because if you are questioning his identity to that degree, where there's got to be some kind of like doubt planting in people's minds about his gender, mm -hmm. then we're trying to limit him in the terms that we are limited, but he's not that way. He is so infinite that we can't even fathom what he, what he is. Yeah. Here's what I and think. It, go ahead. Go I'm ahead. Sorry. No, no, you go ahead. Well, so then I, um, I told her, I said, what it seems to me is that this is how all the doubts begin in our minds about who God really is. Mm -hmm. Just like when Satan said to Eve, is that really what God said? And then she starts yeah. questioning the character of God. And this is where we all start questioning what yeah. he wants for us and how we're supposed to seek him. When we start thinking that we know better, then we can second-guess him all the time. And well, I said, and the whole point of the Lord Jesus Christ is that we have direct access to the Father. Yeah. So we cannot start making up our own fantasy or, um, you know, encase him in a certain profile, because it's not for us to do. Yeah. Well, and, and you get into, so, so all of the cults begin in, in the same place. They all right. begin with a problem with the nature of God and also yes. uh, an incorrect understanding of what it means to be saved. They, they all begin in that place, and then they just go off the, the rails from there. Um, so it, it is very important um, who God is and having a right understanding of who God is and what it means to approach him and how we can only approach him through the blood of Jesus Christ, how we can only have a relationship with him through the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. And so, um, you know, my encouragement to, to all of us is this, that, you know, yeah, they're, they're, uh, someone may want to approach you with these things, um, and and you may have to have some of these discussions, um, but uh, you know it's good to to just bring it back, bring it back around to who God is and and uh, who Jesus is and what it means to be saved, and focus in uh, on that. And most of the time, these folks don't really want to do that, and and the things that they're saying are an attempt to to get you off of of what is important, and like you said, to cause you to to doubt uh, who God is and, and your relationship with God and what it means to have a relationship with Him. Yeah. Okay. It was a, I'm just um, amazed at the degree of 
recruitment because yeah. it's just like uh, people go and knock on doors and try to give you a whole different version of the Bible. This, this, they were like a group of ladies, and they were like really nicely dressed, and they were like aggressive. Like yeah. once they got your attention, they were like just bombarding you with stuff. And I'm like, yeah. okay, well, let's look at that. And like I spent quite a bit of time with her. And I said, you know, I'm done shopping. I got paid. She, we talked about it through the line, out the door. She goes, I'll walk you to your car. <laughs> I said, that's great. I said, why don't you come to my church yeah, and there you go. really get into what's really the meat and potatoes of yeah. what the gospel says? Yeah, you know, uh, I think that that's a, a, a good approach. And uh sounds like you, you handled it well. Um, I appreciate you calling in, Jennifer. Thank you so much for your time, and God bless you for your work. Yeah, God bless you. Take care. Thank you. Bye. 303-690-3000. Jason Vandiver with you on Calvary Live. Let's go to Joyce, who's been waiting patiently in Aurora. Joyce, welcome to the program. Thank you, Pastor Jason. I have a question for you. Yeah, what's up? Okay, I am going through some spiritual warfare on my job, and... um, Biblically, I know that Jesus didn't answer to Herod when he was before Herod. Mm-hmm. And right now at this time, I just feel like being silent. And I don't, I can't uh, think of an example in the Bible where you can see to your enemies. Is there a scripture for that? Um, well, I, I think, and, and I don't know, you'd have to tell me if, if I'm understanding your question right. But uh, I think that there's, there's times when Jesus says, look, if someone slaps you on the cheek, you know, give him the other cheek. You know, there there can be a time where, you know, he he uh, told Peter to to put his sword in his sheath. You know, there there's a time to fight, and and um, there's times sometimes when when God wouldn't have you to uh, to fight. And and I think that what you cited is is a good example of that. That that uh, Jesus didn't uh, necessarily when he was uh, before. Uh, Pilate, and and when he was before Herod, he and when he was before the Sanhedrin, before that, um, didn't necessarily feel a need to to answer everything. In fact, only when he was put under oath by the high priest before the Sanhedrin uh, did he feel compelled uh, to answer at that point. But uh, um, you know, so there can be a time when you just say, you know what, um, the Lord's calling me not to say anything. And and that's entirely up to you, and it's entirely what the Lord is telling you to uh, to do. And there can be times when the Lord is is giving you the words, and he and he wants you to share, and he has a purpose in mind. And so, um, you know that that's where it just becomes uh, important. Uh, you know, Ephesians chapter six um, talks about the armor of God, but then right after that, at, in verse eighteen, it talks about praying, praying always with all prayer and supplication. And being watchful to this end with all perseverance, um, so so I think an important part of spiritual warfare is is, is prayer. Amen. I agree with you on that. Yeah. And like you said, waiting to hear from God and waiting for God and the Holy Spirit to lead you. And yeah. I'm not feeling glad to say anything right now, just to yeah. be silent. Yeah. And, and now is this is this some sort of you know attack that you're under at your job, or what? What, what exactly is you know what's the issue if you don't? It, it's an attack. It is, yeah. you know, um, I don't always engage everyone where I work at. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't feel allowed to engage this particular person. Mm-hmm. And now they're really angry about that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't think that there's anything, you know, wrong with not doing so. I mean, you can be polite without uh, engaging somebody, particularly if they're being unreasonable. So, you know, um, Jesus also, uh, you know, encouraged us not to cast our pearls before swine. And so, um, you know, sometimes that's all you're doing. You know, you're, you're not going to accomplish anything sometimes. Sometimes you will. And, and, and something needs to be said and, and God can be glorified, but, but, but sometimes you're, you're not going to accomplish something with certain people and it's better to just be silent and, and to pray. And, uh, you know, the Lord gives you wisdom and discernment, uh, about that, particularly as you pray beforehand. And I'd like to, before you go, I'd like to, to pray with you as well, because I can hear it in your voice that, that, um, you know, this, this is obviously, you know, been hard for you. It has been, yes, it has. Yeah, well, no one likes to be attacked, and, um, you know, it, it doesn't feel good ever. And uh, even when you handle it right, it still doesn't make it feel any better sometimes. So uh, let me pray for you, Joyce. Father, I just thank you so much uh, for Joyce. I, uh, unfortunately, so many of us can relate to her uh, uh, being in various positions uh, of spiritual warfare. Lord, I just pray for her. I, I, I pray that you would strengthen her. I pray that, that any anxiety or uh, dread, Lord, that she may have of going back into that situation, Lord, that you would you would help her with that, that you would alleviate it. Lord, also that you would just, uh, just restore her, her joy even in the midst of this trial. Lord, that you would give her great wisdom and that she would know exactly when to speak and when not to speak and when it's time to speak. Uh, Lord, uh, if there is a time to speak, that she would know what to say. And Lord, if you call her either way uh, to speak or not to speak, that she, she would handle herself with grace and, and with dignity and, and in a way that glorifies you. And, and Lord, I pray for these people uh, who, who are, are doing or saying these things. Uh, Lord, I pray for their salvation. Lord, I pray that that um, that through Joyce's uh, responses or or demeanor or whatever or somebody else, Lord, that they that they would be saved, Lord, that they would stop what they're doing, but that they would also be saved, and and Lord, that you would just give Joyce peace uh, wherever she goes, and and uh, just give her a, a, a spirit and answers um, that that can't be resisted, uh, Lord, and so I just pray that uh, that you would work in her and that you would be with her, that you would be the one who who lifts her head and that you would comfort her. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Pastor. Amen. 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 Well, listen, I, 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 you know, sometimes these things can go on for a while. My prayer is, is that it doesn't. I, I, I hope that, uh, that this uh, uh, blows over for you soon. But also, I, you know, I, I pray that the Lord uses you and that he strengthens you uh, even through this. And, and that no matter what happens, that, uh, uh, that you're still, you still have your joy in the Lord. Thank you, Pastor. I will always. You betcha. God bless you, Joyce. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you. You betcha. God Bye. bless you. 303-690-3000 is the number to call Jason Vanderveer here on Calvary Live. We're getting toward the end of the program here. We probably need to get a call pretty shortly if we're going to uh, uh, get another uh, caller on the air. Love to do that. But uh, 
need to pick up the phone and call right now, 303-690-3000, if we're going to get you on the air. But great calls today. really appreciate uh, everybody who has uh, joined us uh, on the program here. appreciate Nathan and Julia and Andrew and Jennifer and Joyce, uh, all great calls and great questions. Are uh, Those of you that uh, uh, texted us as well, uh, appreciate uh, that as well. And uh, it's been been a lot of fun. We do have one uh, 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 other, looks like, prayer request here via text. Uh, someone whose brother has an infection and uh, needs to go into surgery and uh looks like it may involve uh an amputation perhaps uh, let's lift this up in in some of the moments that we have left here father i just lift up this individual and lift up uh, their brother uh lord and i just pray uh, that uh that you would heal that you would work that you give wisdom uh as far as dealing with this infection and the surgery and uh Lord, I, I, I just pray for peace and, and comfort through this. And, Lord, you can work. You know the situation. And so, Lord, we, we give it to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, uh, be praying for that. And looks like we've got Matt in Conifer. Let's go to Matt quickly so we can get him in here. Matt, welcome to the program. How are you doing? Good, good. What's on your mind? Oh, well, A, I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for all you do. Well, thank um, you. But I've got a prayer request for mainly all my guys at work, but one in particular, um, he's a dad and I don't think he's a Christian per se, or, you know, spiritual of any kind, but his son has been getting in all sorts of trouble lately. And we're talking about drugs and, you know, just getting in trouble with the law and really just putting his dad through the ringer. And I try to be a good influence and just be a light and, you know, be there to talk to people about God and, you know, I'm gonna have to pray. We've exciting. got just about uh, a minute. I, can Hold you on. give me any advice on just something we could do to reach out to these guys? And I want to pray for them because I well, just they, actually, they Matt, God I've got less. Life. Matt, I've got less than a minute left. So really, I'm all, only going to have time. I won't have time to give you much advice, unfortunately. But let's pray, and that's the best thing that we can do anyway. So I really appreciate you calling in about that. That's awesome. Let's lift up your coworker, Lord. I do lift up Matt. Thank you so much for him. Bless him. Bless his, uh, his work. Bless all of his co-workers, especially this man, though. I would pray for his salvation. Uh, Lord, I pray for the salvation of his son. I pray for wisdom uh, for them in dealing with these problems, Lord. And I just pray that you move by your spirit and give Matt wisdom those things to share uh, and how to minister. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, Amen. I got to run. I appreciate it. Sorry for the short uh, uh, attention to your call, Matt, but uh, God bless you. And folks... Thanks for tuning in to Calvary Live. Uh, Calvary Live will be back tomorrow. Good night. God bless. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.